0: To find out if it's right for you,
1: I bought a mystery box from the dark web. I am a small YouTuber who makes scary and creepy videos because I always liked the chills and the idea of the paranormal. So when the whole trend with unboxing mystery boxes from the dark web became popular, I jumped right in. The only problem was that I had to buy it in Bitcoin, which I never used. After trying for a while to exchange my real money to Bitcoin, I was finally able to do it. So I placed the order and waited patiently for the package. A few days passed by and it finally came. I was so excited and nervous at the same time to see what the mystery box would contain. I set up all my camera gear and microphones, I cleaned the table and put on some gloves. I started recording the unboxing and you could see the excitement on my face. I cut open the box with a pair of scissors, and the first thing I saw at the very top was a note, with my name and my address on it. That freaked me out a little, but I could think of a logical explanation. Under the knot there was a big box and a few envelopes. I thought that the box would be more interesting, so I started with the envelopes to leave the best for last. I opened the first one, and it had a few pictures of different places all over the world. All of them though had one thing in common. I have went for holidays to all those places. It can't be, it must be a coincidence, I thought. That's when I looked more clearly at the pictures. In the background I could see myself with my family. All of them included all four of us on the photo. Could it really be? Did my family had a stalker? I didn't believe it. I didn't want to continue the unboxing, but curiosity got the better of me. So I opened the next envelope, and it also had pictures, this time of my house. You could see the whole house from every point of view and some of the photos were even taken near the windows and i could see the interior of our house i was so creeped out i didn't want to open the last one but for some stupid reason i decided that i would probably have a really good reaction for my youtube video so i opened it right away i regretted my decision this time the pictures were from the inside of my house You could see my sister opening the fridge, my dad watching TV, my mom cleaning the dishes, and many others. What freaked me the most was when I saw a selfie of a masked man next to my bed while I was sleeping. This whole situation gave me a severe headache. I wasn't thinking clearly. There were so many questions on my mind. The last thing in the package was the small box that I hadn't opened yet. I got so far I couldn't just leave it there like that. So I took one deep breath and cut it open. I almost fainted when I saw what it had inside. There was bones, not human bones, but dogs' bones. I could tell from the collar that it was my dog Charlie, who died three years ago, and we had buried him in our backyard. I couldn't handle it anymore. I went to the bathroom and puked. I took a few minutes in there, lying on the floor to comprehend everything that happened. Without second thoughts I grabbed everything and ripped it, and then I burned everything. I didn't want to have any memories from anything that happened that evening. I would try as hard as I can to forget everything. I wanted to act like all of this didn't ever happen, but it was impossible. I never told my family about it and never will. I of course deleted all the footage and never uploaded the video. I even took a one year break from my YouTube channel. After that I started forgetting the event and my life started becoming normal again. That's when my phone rang. It was an unknown number. I answered, Hello Nick, did you like the mystery box from one year ago? Said a person with a very very deep voice. I was speechless and turned off my phone immediately. I still try to recover from that and writing this story really helped me. And I beg you, please do not ever buy mystery boxes from the dark web. Here's my true dark web horror story. So, I had just started a summer job where I was basically a custodian cleaning classrooms in preparation for the upcoming school year. My dad worked for the town's district so he was able to get me this job. I was the youngest one there as I'm only 20 and there are a handful of people worked with me. They were usually off doing other tasks like waxing the floors or covering up foul writing on the walls with paint. The schools were completely empty besides the staff who was cleaning. Things were going fine my first couple of weeks. For the most part, I was on my own wiping down desks and dusting while listening to music. It was nice and I enjoyed not having someone on my ass all day telling me what to do. After I had finished cleaning the middle school, the head custodian had sent me and another woman we will call her Karen, who was my coworker, to go start cleaning the high school. She was a slacker who'd often go out to smoke cigarettes, but was a really nice lady. She didn't really care what I did and always was off doing whatever she wanted, so yeah, basically I was alone. Again, I didn't mind because I liked the freedom, but I was taking up the bulk of the work. A few days had gone by and I finished cleaning a couple hallways. It was time to move to the basement where the robotics and woodworking classes were. I didn't think anything of it until I got down there. I noticed light was peeking through under the doorway of the classroom. The windows of the class were covered with shades. I found this really odd since it was summer, and no one was in the building besides Karen and I. I walked over and peeked in the door window. The lamp was on at the desk, but no one was inside. I proceeded to knock. No answer. After turning the knob, I realized the door was locked, so I used my key to open the door. A musty smell flooded my nose. I decided to scope out the room. Maybe someone had forgotten to turn the lamp off. I disregarded that idea when I noticed the computer at the teacher's desk was on. The screen looked weird. I'd never seen this layout before. The website was all black with red writing on it. It also had a chat box. I didn't have time to read the chat because a sudden voice came from the doorway. Can I help you? It was a man, maybe in his early forties, about six feet. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm just cleaning the classrooms and I didn't know if anyone was in here. I said in an embarrassed tone. Ah, so I see. Well, I appreciate that, but don't worry about it in here. I'm, uh, working on a few things so sawdust is going to get everywhere again after you clean anyways. He said this this in a very strange way, like he was hiding something. He walked over and sat at his desk while closing the browser. Okay, no problem. I then proceeded to the door. Wait, could I ask you a favor? He said in delirious way. Ah, Yeah, sure. I didn't really know what he was about to ask, and I couldn't find myself to say no. I just wanted to get out of there as I was already creeped out. I have this, uh, petition. It's to get more funding. For the extracurricular classes, like art and woodworking. He sounded so uncertain as if he made that up out of thin air. Sure, I paused for a moment when he handed me the paper. It only had two other names on it. The petition required a full name phone number, email, and address. I immediately felt uncomfortable, but I didn't know how to decline, so I just added my information. Thank you so much, dear. You have a beautiful bone structure, by the way, he said in such a creepy way. Ha! Thanks. I grabbed my cleaning supplies and speeded out of there. After that experience, I didn't really put much thought into it. Yes, he was creepy, but I didn't really have much evidence to persuade myself that he was out to get me or something. Until I started running into him throughout the school. It became pretty frequent. It's as though he was watching me. Now I was concerned. I dismissed it because he'd just smile at me or wave if I saw him. Maybe I was overreacting. I mean he was a teacher there after all. Still, my gut feeling was telling me something wasn't right. Weeks went on and I started to notice him less and less. I only had a few more weeks at this job and then back to college I go. One day, the boss let everyone out early since it was almost 100 degrees. I got home and decided to hang out with some friends. It was a group of us, about five or six. My boyfriend's brother joined us this time, which was unusual since he's not really a social person. He is really into technology, so he's always on his computer, which he built himself. He's also good at hacking and stuff like that. Anyways, that day he told me he needed to talk to me, and it was serious. I was conceited because we weren't close so it must have been legit. He brought me into my friend's living room and pulled out his laptop. To my surprise, he was on the deep web. So, you are up for bid on the deep web. He hesitated. Wait, what? I knew how the deep web worked. I would often listen to horror stories, but I'd never been on it so how would my info even be out there? It suddenly clicked. The webpage matched the one I saw in the classroom a month back. I had also given my info to that guy. My heart felt like it dropped to my stomach. I explained this to my boyfriend's brother. He advised me to call the police immediately, which is what we did. They did an investigation on the teacher and found the activity on his computer. Not only that, but he had several girls' information along with pictures. Some of the girls were minors too. There were also wooden contraptions they found in his home, in which he probably made in the show. He probably planned to use them on these girls. Or me. I was disgusted, but relieved that he was caught. I often wonder what would have happened if the page was never discovered. Would he have kidnapped me and killed me online for these sick people? I don't know and I don't want to know. I changed my number and moved since the incident. This just goes to show you can never give out your personal information. I found something on the dark web that changed my life forever. I've never been one of those people fascinated by the dark web. As a 16-year-old girl in high school, I had much better things to do. I'd prefer to hang out with my friends and get my nails done than spend all my time on the internet searching for this dark web. One day at school, though my friend Kelly was telling me about how her boyfriend was dared to go on the dark web. There is some weird stuff on there. He said it was really creepy with videos of cults and sacrifices, Kelly said. Why would someone even want to see that stuff? It's disgusting, I said. Yeah, I wouldn't, that's for sure, Kelly said. At lunch that day, all my friends were talking about Robbie's dare and how one of us should do the dare. I didn't say anything as I did not want to even think about having to go on the dark web. S-assaults, killers, weapons. I knew what was on the dark web, and I wanted none of it. Hey guys, maybe Charlotte should do the dare, my other friend Christine said. Heck no guys, I'm not going on that creepy website, I said quickly. They all started chanting now. Do it, do it, do it, do it. People were starting to stare as I turned red. Finally, after more people started to join and I gave up. Fine, I'll go on that stupid website, I screamed. They all started to cheer with Kelly, saying, Okay, but just to make sure you do, you have to FaceTime me while you're going on. And don't worry, I'll have Robbie send you a link, she said with a smile. I was furious with them, but didn't say anything. Who cares? I'll just close my eyes when I see anything bad. They didn't say I had to look, I thought. That night I got a text from Robbie giving me a link to a website. He also said in the text, good luck. I got goosebumps reading it but I wasn't going to chicken out as I knew my friends would never let me forget it. I FaceTimed Kelly as I was loading the link onto my computer saying, This is so stupid. Can't believe I let you guys talk me into it. Oh, don't be like that. How about this? You only have to click on one site on the web and that's it. I'll tell everyone you went on and we'll all have a good laugh, Kelly said on the phone. The link loaded and I was taken to a black screen with a skull in the middle and a whole bunch of links all in red. I gulped as I decided to click on the third link. I was taken to some kind of an auctioning website. It didn't seem bad at first, but then I read the auctions. The auctions had female names attached to them with a link. I clicked on a random link, which had a picture taken from a car of a girl walking home from school. She looked about my age with dark brown hair and green eyes. It had a description underneath that said, Tiffany Smith, age 16, high school, at Alante High, parents. Martha and Gordon Smith, hair color, brown, eyes, green, body description, small but packaged with good-sized breasts and small waist price, 20000 What do you see? Kelly said on the phone. It, it's some kind of sick auction where they're selling girls, I said in a shaky voice. Are you serious? Call the police.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.
1: Right now," she screamed on the phone, as I was about to hang up the call and dial 911. I froze as I saw a name on the top of the list. Charlotte Miller. I freaked out and started to cry. I don't know why I did, but I clicked on the link next to my name. The picture was also taken from a car of me walking home from school. The description said, Charlotte Miller, age, 16, high school, Spring Hill High, parents, Cindy and Harry Miller, hair color blonde eyes brown body description excellent body with curvy hips and great sized breasts price sixty thousand. i screamed and started to cry kelly tried to talk to me but i couldn't hear her i hung up the phone and ran to my parents room they heard me and ran out of their room before i could even come in i told my dad about the website which he and my mom checked on They called the police shortly after. After looking at the website also they said there was nothing they could do. The link was untraceable so they couldn't figure out where the website came from. They said they would keep an officer nearby watching my house in case someone came. After that they left. I slept in my parents room that night. I didn't get any sleep as the image of me walking home from school and the description of me were all burnt into my mind. How did they know all this? Were they going to come for me? I thought the whole night i told kelly and my friends everything that happened as they all listened in shock they apologized for making me go on the website and said that we should all hang out after and go shopping to get my mind off what happened i agreed as we made plans to meet at the mall at four i asked kell if she could walk home with me but she said she was getting a ride from her mom panicking i called my parents and asked if they could pick me up but they weren't even home from work as they were stuck in traffic I somehow got the courage to walk home by myself as I started walking to my house. You'll be okay, you're only 15 minutes away from your house, and it's the afternoon. No one is going to do anything with people around, I thought to myself as I walked. As I walked, though, I could see out of the corner of my eye a man walking behind me fast. I started to speed up my walking, but he followed and got faster as well. I freaked out and started to run and didn't look back. I ran all the way to my house as I fumbled for the keys to the front door. Just as I was about to put the key in, I felt a prick in my shoulder and the world faded to black. I woke up to find myself in a dark room, lit only by a computer right in front of me. In the computer I saw that it was on a Google Meet with at least fifty people in it. When I tried to move I found myself chained to the ground. I screamed and pleaded for help to the computer with no avail. Then, as I looked in the camera, I saw a figure emerge from the shadows. He wore black jeans and a black hood. I couldn't see his face in the dark. He came up right behind me and spoke in a deep voice to the computer. How much? I saw in horror as the people in the meet started numbering off prices 60,000, 80,000, 90,000. The biggest price came shortly after 115,000. There were no prices named after that. The man then spoke. Going once, going twice, sold. Two days later, Kelly stares at the poster in her hand, tears in her eyes as she reads, Missing Charlotte Miller. She cries even more as she sees the smiling picture of Charlotte on the poster, looking so happy with her glistening blonde hair and brown eyes. Charlotte, I'm so sorry. Janine had always been a bit of a loner, She preferred the quiet solitude of her small, isolated cabin in the woods to the hustle and bustle of city life. She spent her days working on her art and exploring the surrounding wilderness, and she was content with her simple, solitary existence. But one day, everything changed. Janine received an anonymous message on the dark web, inviting her to join a secret group of like-minded individuals. The group claimed to be dedicated to exploring the limits of human experience and pushing the boundaries of conventional morality. Janine was intrigued, and despite her reservations, she decided to join the group. At first, everything seemed perfectly normal. The other members were friendly and welcoming, and they shared her love of the unconventional. But as the weeks went by, Janine started to notice some strange things. Some of the group's activities seemed to verge on the dangerous and illegal and she began to wonder if she had made a mistake in joining. She tried to back out, but it was too late. The group had her under their control, and they were not about to let her go. They pressured her to participate in their increasingly bizarre and dangerous rituals, and she found herself trapped in a web of fear and darkness. As the months went by, Janine's life became a living nightmare. She was forced to do things that went against everything she believed in, and she lived in constant fear of the group's retaliation, but Janine was a survivor, and she refused to give up. She bided her time, waiting for an opportunity to escape, and finally, her chance came. She managed to slip away from the group and make her way back to her cabin in the woods. But the horrors were far from over. As she settled back into her solitary life, she began to receive threatening messages from the group, warning her that they would come for her if she didn't return. Janine tried to ignore the messages, but she couldn't shake the feeling that she was being watched. She started to see strange figures lurking in the shadows, and she heard strange noises in the night. One night, as she was working late in her studio, she heard a knock at the door. She hesitated, but finally decided to answer it. When she opened the door, she was confronted by a hooded figure holding a knife. Without a word, the figure lunged at her, and Janine was plunged into darkness. When she came to, she was tied to a chair, and the hooded figure was standing over her. It was the leader of the group, and he had come to finish what he had started. He taunted Janine, telling her that she would never be able to escape their clutches, and that she would spend the rest of her life living in fear. But Janine was not about to give up. She fought back with all her might, and in the end, she managed to overpower her attacker. She fled into the woods, leaving the dark web and the group behind her forever. From that day on, Janine lived a life of solitude, but it was a solitude of her own choosing. She knew that she would always be looking over her shoulder, but she was determined to never let fear control her again. Never going on the dark web again. About a week ago, feeling incredibly bored, I thought it might be interesting to explore the dark web. Despite hearing numerous stories about it, I had always been skeptical. So I searched on YouTube for guides on how to access it, as it's not something you can simply visit using a standard internet browser. After a bit of research, I found a method that led me to a page full of various links. Curiously, I clicked on one, which took me to a site with a name like RealRedrum Redrum or something similar. This site contained a multitude of videos, some of which appeared to be live streams. I clicked on one of the live streams, which seemed less intense than the others. The stream showed an unclear figure in a dim, red-lit room, creating an eerie atmosphere. My curiosity wasn't about the person's identity, but about the situation unfolding. After a short wait, a figure appeared, dressed in dark clothing and a mask, making their appearance hard to distinguish due to the room's lighting. A chat box on the side showed viewers eagerly anticipating what was to come. The figure then began to display various objects, which hinted at an impending unpleasant event. As the situation escalated, it became clear that what I was witnessing was not something I had expected or could condone. The event took a turn for the worse, and the atmosphere among the viewers in the chat became increasingly charged. Realizing the gravity of what was unfolding, I was filled with regret for my curiosity. The stream concluded with a figure addressing the viewers, attempting to justify their actions. This moment was a stark reminder of the dark corners of the Internet, and the importance of staying away from them. I am relieved that my personal information remained secure throughout this experience, but the images and events I witnessed are something I wish to forget. This experience has firmly convinced me to avoid such parts of the Internet in the future. The Dark Web is a place shrouded in mystery and danger, a place where the darkest and most terrifying things lurk and for one unsuspecting individual, it would become a nightmare beyond imagination. It all began when Sarah, a young computer programmer, stumbled upon a hidden link while browsing the internet. Curiosity got the best of her, and she clicked on it, not realizing the nightmare she was about to unleash. As she delved deeper into the dark corners of the dark web, Sarah stumbled upon a series of chilling videos featuring unspeakable acts of violence and depravity. The more she clicked, the more she realized that she was in over her head. But it was too late to turn back. Soon, she began receiving cryptic messages from an anonymous source, taunting her and threatening her with unspeakable violence. Sarah tried to block the sender, but the messages kept coming, each one more menacing than the last. Then, one night as she lay in bed, Sarah heard a strange noise coming from her computer. She approached it cautiously, only to find her screen filled with grotesque images of body parts and the sound of eerie whispers emanating from the speakers. Terrified, Sarah tried to shut off her computer, but it wouldn't respond. Panicked, she unplugged it, but the screen still glowed with horrifying images, and the whispers grew louder and more insistent. In a state of sheer terror, Sarah fled her apartment, but the messages and images followed her wherever she went. She sought help from the authorities, but they couldn't find any evidence of the messages or the sender. As the days turned into weeks, Sarah's mental state deteriorated, haunted by the relentless torment from the dark web. She became a shell of her former self, living in constant fear and paranoia, unable to escape the grip of the dark web's malevolent influence. To this day, no one knows what happened to Sarah. Some say she vanished without a trace, while others claim she took her own life to escape the horrors of the dark web. But one thing is for certain, the scariest story about the dark web is the one that never truly ends. I saw CP on the deep web. Well, yay I did. Might seem a little like, well yay dumbass, what were you expecting? But let me explain one little thing. There is a very big difference between the deep web and the dark web. The further you go, the more messed up shit you see. So seeing cheese pizza on the deep web is rare. I was 11 years old at the time and I had just watched Etika's drunk stream VOD of him surfing the deep web RIP and was interested and curious as any 11 year old would be. So went on Chrome, downloaded Tor without any VPNs or anything so that was really risky and dumb of me and went on the same website browser thingy that he used. So I was searching and clicking on any random link I saw. Really dumb, never do that if you go on the deep web. And saw like just assassin websites, drug websites, gun websites, and other illegal stuff you would expect. And then as I went on like the fourth or fifth page, can't remember this was a while ago, I saw a really low quality thumbnail of what seemed to be Prawn. At the time I knew what it was, but had no idea it was. You know, CP. So I clicked on it expecting something normal, took a minute to load, then boom. Those first images started to load. I honestly thought it was legal P at the start. Then the entire page loaded at once, and I knew exactly what it was. I was in shock if I'm honest. I just was there looking with my mouth wide open, and what I saw was. Traumatizing to say the least. I won't go into detail about what I saw, but I can say I feel so bad for those kids. I hate to type this, but most of their faces were not. Pleased, most of them crying. It made me tear up, I just closed Tor, deleted it instantly, and then closed my laptop, went to the bathroom, and just looked at myself in the mirror reflecting on what the F I just saw. This was real. No fake shitty pop up saying, I'm going to kill you, or I know where you live, just pure terror. And I have never, and I will never go back to that website again, let alone download Tor. Because every time I see the Tor logo, or anything about the deep web, I instantly just get that image in my head of those children. And please, whatever you do, don't go on there. Or at least, if you are going to, be careful. As careful as possible. So yeah, I'm still traumatized by it to this day, and I'm 15 years old. I hate people, man.